here okay, go. on the Greasy Knuckles podcast. We keep things uh, not safe for work, 18 and older. Yeah, so this episode going forward from the beginning and everything thereafter and before, uh, <laughs> if you're, you know, your feelings get hurt, then you probably shouldn't listen. Yeah, if you're uh, just daggone stupid or if you're a snowflake or something, don't listen to it. Yeah, because it's probably going to upset you. Get yourself some uh, tequila and some man packs and hold on. All right. Go. On this episode of the Greasy Knuckles Podcast, we're going to get into some privilege. Of the white variety or the black variety or whatever kind of privilege you feel privileged to take privilege of. And how not to get shot when interacting with cops. Yeah. We're going to have a special guest on this episode. Mr. Marv Millie himself is going to be in the house. Yeah, so he'll be joining us shortly. So hang on to your seats, because it's going to get greasy. That's right. Welcome back to the Greasy Knuckles podcast with Jimbo and J-Bone. I don't know what you think. About what? This daggone motherfucking podcast is going to take off. I hope so, man. I really hope so, but... I feel it. I feel like, I feel like we're covering some important issues. And the fact that we got so many episodes already, if someone listens to it and goes, you know what? Man, I really like those guys. Yeah. Let's see what else they got. Fucking 60 episodes or some shit. I think this know? is actually number 50. Damn, yeah. dude. So even even if they didn't even if they didn't enjoy like maybe one episode they were kind of not feeling it whatever go you know they could go back because some of them I think are a little more animated or political yeah. or you know whatever. Let's go ahead. Oh and yeah, jump hey, on we, we're going. We're fam. We're live. We're going. Welcome back to another episode of the Greasy Knuckles Podcast. I'm Jimbo. Damn. I'm Jay Bone. Welcome back. I'm excited. I'm excited for this topic. We got a good topic tonight. Uh, let's crack this caffeine over because I'm thirsting to damn death. Oh, yeah. Ooh, cheers, cheers, bud. <laughs> yeah, so. We're here. We got us, we got us maybe a new setup. I kind of like it. I do. Kind of for like Larry King. Mm hmm. I feel like tonight on the Larry King Live Joe. <laughs> I'm 107, but yeah, we're um, we're actually waiting for our. Uh, I guess you can call him a special guest if you want. He's been on the show before. Uh, Millie's gonna be in house tonight to to help us uh, help us wrangle what might be might be kind of a deep deep subject or a a tough subject to talk about. A little controversial, but. It's edgy. It's yeah, yeah. Walking on thin ice, as they say. But you know, I was talking to I was talking to Jimbo earlier, and I felt like maybe we should try to cover this. Or was it your idea? I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> Somehow we collaborated to come up with this idea, though. So um, Millie will be joining us shortly. He said. But I guess we could go ahead and let the cat out of the bag on what we're talking about tonight, huh? We talking about privilege of the white variety or any other kind of privilege i guess you know i mean male I'm sure, variety i'm sure all of it's going to get brought up and who knows what else but um it's just i don't know some something that something i think a lot of people deal with i myself am a straight white man so i i generally avoid situations with people with green hair you know or yeah bright blue fucking usually if they have women in flannel I seen this. I seen this uh, thing come across my live feed. Yeah. On old Tickety Talk, and it had like the sides of its head shaved, mm-hmm. and the top was bright blue and like slicked back. Yeah, it's trouble. And had a big ass underbite, like looked like a bulldog. Yeah. If if I was coming to America and I was like, hey. I want to find out what kind of dogs you have here. Yeah. And they'd be like, well, this is our bulldog. I would 100% believe it. American blue dog. American blue dog. But, and I knew from, I watched her for probably about a minute, you know. And I knew from the first second I seen her, I was like, she's going to bring up being a lesbian or something like that. Yeah. Within 
30 seconds. Probably five seconds after I thought that to myself. Yeah, so my wife, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, everybody can tell. Yeah. Everybody can tell. She, she was talking about how people need to stop hating on her for... But they being, don't. It's all in her head. I know. It's and all I was made like, up. Nobody gives a shit. Right. And then it's the same thing when I was talking about the chick on uh, Netflix that does her Netflix specials or whatever that is not funny as... Like, is it the pregnant Asian lady? No, it's the... She sucks. The blonde girl, the blonde lady, Amy Schumer. No, it's an, it's another girl. I don't know how we much her, about her name drop, but we talked about her on this podcast before. But she brings up lesbian, like as a lesbian. Oh yeah, she's Australian or whatever. Yeah. She has dark hair and glasses. Yep. Yeah, I can't and think of her name either. Dude, within two seconds. Yeah. Of turning it on. Now as a lesbian, nobody gives a shit. This yeah. is not. Early 2000s. This isn't the 90s Ernie. or the 80s. Like, nobody gives a fuck. Well, it's just it's like normal. It's just like I told you about the, the lady that started at that job I used to work at, and they make you introduce yourself. Yeah. <gasps> Excuse me. Ernie, when you first start there, and she came out there and said, like, you know, I moved back to Jacksonville with my daughter, and she went, and my wife, like, really, like, punctuated it, and then waited for the gasp or applause or whatever she thought was going to happen i don't know and everybody just like started looking at each other you know thinking is she done or is she going to finish what she was saying because i mean i think the vast majority of people don't care i don't think, I think like only that community cares i'd say 97 percent of america is cool with it that's a bold like, statement i mean i agree i concur sir we can go talk to 10 people right now Nine of them would be like, I oh, don't give a fuck. Maybe we should get one on the show. Maybe we should do it. Maybe we should do it like one of those like quick little weekday episodes mm. at lunch. Get one of the lesbians. We'll have lunch. Lesbians. We'll have lunch. So, anyhow, I, I think we're, we're going to try to aim this more at um, the perception of white privilege or... You know, I, I really like, I think, I don't know if we stress it enough that we'd like some feedback. There's obviously somebody listening. <laughs> Maybe it's one person with 10 different phones, like just playing them over and over to get us views. I don't know. That'd be cool. But yeah, I mean, if you want to do that, go ahead. But I'd really like for some people to write in and tell us what they think. You know, we got a, a email set up, Greasy Knuckles, just like the podcast name mm -hmm. at, at Gmail. Easy enough. Or, you know, you can, I've, I've put the little messages on Spotify so you can write in there. Uh, Jimbo does a TikTok, Fish Tick. So, fish Talk. Oh, man, that's a good name. The Fish Tick channel. Because it sounds like Fish Stick. Oh, yeah. Kind of like Fish Dick. But, anyhow. Right, so, you're a gay fish? Yeah. You remember that <laughs> yeah, South yeah, Park yeah. episode? I am not a gay fish. But, but you, you like, like fish, fish sticks. sticks. I love them. I love them. I've been eating them my whole life. So, you're a gay fish. No, I ain't no gay man. I'm a, I'm a grown man. Yeah. I'm the boss of a generation. So, yeah, if anybody feels like dropping us a line, just drop us a line. Let us know how you're doing. Mm-hmm. So. And, uh. But what are I, your. Oh, go ahead. I would like to know, because uh, I joined this this TikTok group called Karen. Mm hmm Or it was somebody's page or whatever. And they call their page Karen and it's all these fucking Karens like let me talk to your manager people yeah and the I don't know what gets into these people's head that they matter so much like there was this one lady sitting there and uh, her son was getting married mm. and they were doing the exchange of vows and stuff and the the wife, the soon-to-be wife, in like 10 seconds soon-to-be wife, was like, said something about him having flaws, but that's why she loves him, is because we have flaws, and, right. you know, I love his flaws that he has, he loves mine. She stood up and was like, nope, nope, you're not going to tell my son that he has flaws. And she's like, what are you what are you doing? Yeah. Like, sit back down. This isn't about you. Yeah. And she's like, no, no, you are not going to tell my son he has flaws right before you marry him and blah, blah, blah. And it wasn't like, oh, well, this guy I'm about to marry is a piece of shit. Nothing like that. Yeah. It was just that normal, like, 
I love the flaws that he has. Right. And she's like, we all have flaws. This isn't about you. And she's like, no, no, my son, blah, 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 blah. And her son looks like 30. Yeah. You know, is old. Right. Like she doesn't need to be defending yeah. him. Not old, but like old enough to Thanks, buddy. stand up and be like, <laughs> hey, motherfucker, like sit your ass back down. I'm about to marry. Because she was the woman she was about to marry, or he was about to marry, was hot as fuck. So that would have thrown up a red flag for me. If I was sitting there and been like, yeah, you know, I love blank for their flaws and everything like that. And then their mom stood up and started like yelling at me mm-hmm. during the middle of a fucking yeah. wedding reception. Right. And he's 30 and single. Yeah. And all he did is like, look at the mom. He didn't say like, shut the fuck up, you hoe bag. Like nothing like that. And uh, they ended up kicking her out of the wedding and she was just yelling and screaming the whole time. But I don't know how people get to that point thinking they are that important. I think a lot of it's the the perception that being on social media gives them. You know, like like they do something and let's say it goes viral. You know, like like the like the story of my daughter with the baby doll. Mm-hmm. That fucking went all over the world, dude. Like everywhere. It was in Australia and shit, you know. And I think that like. I think some of these idiots let that kind of go to their head that like so many people have seen this and given me a like or followed me or whatever, friended me, fisted, whatever the fucking case may be, that they think that everybody all of a sudden cares what they think. Like they think that that anybody gives a shit. Like, I I mean, I like to think that people care what we have to say sometimes because obviously they listen to something. But I mean, it's not like... I've never walked into a store and said, do you know who I am? Yeah. I am Greasy Knuckles. You know, like, I've never, that's us. That's me. That's what I do. I never, you know. That would be awesome. Yeah. I mean, it, I guess if well, I was. Who the fuck is Greasy Knuckles? I guess if I was Joe Rogan, I'd, you know, you wouldn't have to say you're Joe Rogan, but you could call people and say, this is Joe Rogan and probably get what you want. Maybe we should just say his name every episode. Like, you know, like Beetlejuice. Like, you try to, you say it enough times, he'll appear. Mm-hmm. Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan, like that. So, but, but anyhow, what? Back to what, what the, the topic at hand. What are your initial thoughts? Like, if you just think of the two words, white privilege, what do you, what, what's the first thing that just, like, fucking smashes into your brain hole? Bullshit. Yeah? I, yeah, because... And the reason I say that is because I think all blanket statements are bullshit. Yeah? You know, like... The whole, like, I don't even know a stereotype for white people, really. But if you just cover it, so white people are racist. That's a blanket statement. That's obviously bullshit, right? Because probably 5% are racist. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to find any racist, like, true, no, I'm not going to hire you because you're a white boy, or a black, like, it's hard as fuck to find that kind of stuff. So, not that I'm actively searching, but it's not something I see every time I go to Walmart, you know? Yeah, well, you think about, like, a, a guy that owns a business. Like, I'll use Alabama as an example because I grew up there and I knew a lot of people that were earning pretty much closeted races. Yeah. You know, like, if you were, if you were, if you were not in a professional setting with them, like, if somebody had a party or you ran into them at a gas station or something... You know, I, I've never been a big fan of the N-word. I just think it's stupid. I think it's yeah. ignorant to say it. I think you're just like, you're going to whisper it most of the time anyways if you're white. And if you're not, then you're probably going to, you know, have to fight. Or, you know, anyways, you can, these days you're obviously going to end up all over TikTok or yeah. YouTube or fucking wherever being called racist. But I knew lots of people that would that would use it freely. Like, we have conversation about anything. Just It, it, was, it always seemed forced anyways to say it if somebody said it. Because yeah. it's not it's not just like a generally accepted lingo amongst white people. And I think that's a real common misconception. And I think a big problem with it... Oh, my point was, you'd see somebody out like alone, you know, at a party in a field somewhere. And they'll, you know, listen to racist music or say it, whatever, because they think it's kind of fucking cool or something. But when they go back to work on Monday at Waffle House... They don't say it to everybody that walks in the Waffle House. They don't call every black guy that walks in the Waffle House the N-word. Yeah. You know, so it's... 
I think it's there's there's a lot of there's but even that even that minority of white people that that little sect or group is fucking minuscule. I mean, it's it's nothing. Yeah. I can think of ten people in my whole life in Alabama that might have said the word. And I I just. I know the media blows it way out of proportion. Right. Being like, oh, yeah, it's everywhere. It's everywhere you look. Everybody's racist. Yeah. And I remember back when that word, like, packed a fucking punch. Yeah. If you... Or at least preceded one. If you said, hey, so-and-so is racist, that was, like, huge. It was like, holy fuck, really? Like, fuck that motherfucker. Now, the term racist and racism has been thrown around so much... That just if overused. it actually did happen, people would be like, oh, they're racist. Yeah, I'm sure they are. It's like the boy that cried wolf. Right. You know, it doesn't have that same punch. It little boy with a finger head. in the dike. Yeah. That's always my favorite example. One of my but the boy who cried wolf, yeah. On TikTok just got, it was like a one-week suspension. Because he was saying, like, uh, he needed a... Colored clip, pencil? He needed to oh. clip something or whatever. And he talked about, like, oh, I need... The dikes. Yeah. Right? Which are snips and stuff, but he got banned for fucking. <laughs> Here we go. Millie's in the house now. Alright, we gotta change speeds. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, wait, Millie's, we're uh, not talking about this anymore. Millie, welcome to the studio. We gotta get a we need to get a we need to get our on air light fixed, I think. We need one to put up out there that says on air, you know? Yeah, right outside the dude. door. Uh, welcome, welcome back to the show. Millie's joining us tonight. It's uh, your second, third time on the show. Second, right? Or did you do? You did. We did one, didn't we? Yeah, I think third. Yeah, I think we did one one night when Jimbo wasn't here. You yeah. hung out with me or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that, I remember that right? Because I remember we did one. <laughs> yeah, we did. We did a one or two before. So, uh, if you guys, if if anybody doesn't know Millie or hasn't listened, Millie's of the African American persuasion. So. We thought he'd be our, we would call it like a pinch header in here or something, way in from the other side of the, well, I don't know how to put it. It's going to come out wrong anyway, I say it. So, yeah, I mean. So, but you got, you got some, we've talked a lot off and on between the three of us about this kind of stuff. Yeah. And you got some, I think you got some pretty good thoughts on it. So what I was just telling, talking to Jimbo about was I asked him like, what's the, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Like just slaps in there when you hear white privilege. Go. Uh, like a little word association, you know? White privilege. I mean. Do you think of like an example or or do you think of like that's bullshit or? It's bullshit. All right. You know what I mean? I don't agree with it. I don't think. I think it's, it's, it's a limiting belief. You know what I mean? I think everyone has the opportunity to have privilege. Right. I mean, it's like you're kind of stuck. You're stuck in a past. I mean, it's it's a old way of thinking. Yeah. White privilege. I think, for me, for example, I everything I have, I worked for, and I'm grateful I have it. Right. I'm not gonna put that on a white person saying that that's holding me back. Yeah. Like that person privileged. Like I'm privileged because I made myself privileged. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you know. So you don't. So you don't feel like like less. I'm just gonna the way I, the way I was thinking about doing this. Most of it is instead of trying to like, instead of trying to say like. You got a white guy and a black guy or anything like that. I was right. just going to say, like, you and me. Yeah. Just, just, I think it's the easiest way to do the examples. Like, obviously, I don't feel like I'm better than you. I'm just saying, like, for the sake of this conversation, right. like, do you feel like I have any privilege over you, like, in what we do? No. Or where we are? No. No? Not at all. Okay. I mean, especially, like, the way I grew up. I didn't grow up with privilege. You know what I mean? I grew up, like, in a single mother household I didn't have much right you know my mom did everything she could to provide congratulations made it out yeah you know what I mean and I could have easily um fell to the streets you know what I mean I could have easily just been on the corner doing whatever just following you know just being a product of my environment but right you know and I could have just been walking around blaming a white person yeah you know but I took control and I said hey this is not what I want I want more I went out and got what I want and I know I have, and I still want more. I'm still working towards that. You know, yeah. I'm, not, I'm just I'm nowhere near done. But you know, white privilege is—I really think it's a scapegoat, man. It's a scapegoat for people to 
play the victim? Yeah, to play the victim. You know, the victim mentality is like, hey, I feel like I can't do it, so I'm going to put it on somebody else. I'm going to put the blame on somebody else because mm -hmm. I don't have it in me. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just a, it's a, it's like a blame game. It's a, it's a big fucking blame circle and it's, it's toxic, you know? It's the same thing I think about when it comes to religion. Like, instead of going, yeah, I'm a piece of shit, I'm just going to do better. Yeah. Right? I'm going to do better for myself and my situation and everything. They turn it on, oh, well, I'll just take the easy way out. I'll just go to church. I won't make that much money, you know. Yeah. I'm not going to get myself out of this bad situation. Like, because I was in a very bad situation. I grew up poor as fuck. Two tank tops in the winter kind of guy, yeah. you know. Yeah. And had I had stayed in Tennessee, where it was easy for me to do it, right. like it was easy as fuck for me to stay there. Yeah. I'd be fucking cooking meth, you yeah. know, like probably strung out on meth too. Yeah. Meth was everywhere where I was at, so I probably would have just been working at some fucking fast food joint, cooking meth, selling it on the side, like right. scraping by, yeah. But who would I have to blame? Right. You know, if, if you're white, you can't blame anybody. Right. You know, you're not allowed to because you got that privilege. Got I was like, yeah, where? Like, give me some of that privilege because yeah. I'm poor as fuck. And well, like my my truck, you know, town was 40 minutes away, and to even get to my job, I'd have to stop like four times and let my fucking truck cool off. You know? Right. Yeah. So it was like, I didn't grow up with nice shit. You know. Nothing like that, but I decided to get out of that Take situation yeah. and Take not really blame anybody but myself because I kept making shit mistakes. And that's why I stayed in the same like shit storm, you know. The fucking yeah. shit storm. storm's coming, boys. Yeah. So, so if you make the same choices, especially, it's so easy nowadays to look at who's successful and what they did. You know, mm -hmm. you got these fucking. Like Elon Musk, I think he was shooting up fucking heroin at seventeen or whatever. Like right, blaming everybody else for his problems. Right, yeah, exactly. Like no, he was trying to make something of himself, and now he's one of the richest men alive. So yeah. it's like you can sit back, and make all the shit choices that you want, and then be like, someone else's fault. Yeah, yeah. It's not my fault. It's someone else. Yep. Which doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, you reap what you sow, you know? People don't want to take responsibility. That's really what it is. Yeah. Like, I was thinking, I was saying earlier that I think a lot of this, uh, a lot to do with white privilege from the people who are screaming at the most. It's almost, they're looking at it like it's like a 1960s mentality almost. Yeah. It's the only way to think. Like, if you, like, like, I mean, I talked about it a little bit earlier, but 20 years ago, 20 years ago, I definitely would have had an advantage over a black man at work. Yeah. As a white man, right? Maybe maybe a little more than that, but maybe more than 20 years ago. Yeah. Sometimes I forget how old I am, but let's say 50 years ago then, just to be safe. But there would have been, like, I was like, one example that I used was so this uh, person I was listening to talking about this earlier, just to get, like, some, see if I could get some more insight or whatever, was, was saying that it's called, like, phase changing or something like that. So, basically saying that when when you're black and you come in to work with white people that you have to change who you are to make them think you like them or that you're you, it's it's something like you can't stomach being around them even you know what i mean so i i, was, I said that maybe if you were like a, a waiter in the 50s or 60s maybe a little later than that but definitely in that era and you worked in a restaurant full of white people that you would have to change how you acted and who you were back then to go into that place and talk to them and take their orders and whatever. And you know, like, I mean, you're still doing a job that a lot of white people are doing too. They're basically in the same situation you are that way, but you would have to change. You wouldn't talk to them the same way you talk to your family or, you know, your friends or whatever. But I don't think that's the case now. I think that, like, America's one of the few countries where it's just absolutely fucking there's no way you can own a slave or that you there's so much anti-discrimination stuff in order mm -hmm. you know we went through slavery segregation desegregation affirmative action 
and all these equality measures and whatever that I feel like when I just look at people, everybody's, you've got the opportunity. Just like, I've always thought about like places that are fucked up and people don't leave. Like just like what you were saying about Tennessee. Yeah. Get in your fucking car and drive out of town. Yeah. If it's so fucked up, get in your car, drive out of town. When you run out of gas, I guarantee you can get a job at Taco Bell or... I mean, you take a shower at the YMCA. Taco Bell don't go fuck what you smell like. It's Taco Bell. Taco Bell. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, I mean... And it's like that one dude, that comedian was like, I have the, the solution to hunger, like starving countries and stuff. He's like, we've been sending food over there and sending money over there for 40 years. Sam Kennison. He's like, just send a fucking U-Haul. Yeah. Like, if you want food, don't live in the place that doesn't have food. Yeah. Fucking leave. You it's know? sand. Yeah. yeah, it's fucking sand. Sam Kennison. You know what grows in sand? More sand. Nothing else grows in sand. So, but I mean, it's true. Instead of wasting 40 years of fucking time trying to get them vaccines and get them shipping in bags of rice that just, the fucking Taliban takes anyways yeah just fucking leave where yeah. you're at it's, I was I was I, I caught an Uber my car was gonna work on and I was talking to the guy he was like oh yeah you know small talk you know they talk to you he's like well, where are you from and I was just like oh, I'm from Boston and he was like oh you got family down here and I was like nah you know you kind of have the mind so you go where the money is you know you leave home travel you see things and he was like oh man i can never leave home dude was like 40. Mm-hmm. he's like 45 he's like so he's like, i was like never left never left home he's like no i've been here all my life you know yeah and i can't fathom that being you limit yourself right so much in life just because you don't want to leave home yeah it's crazy mm-hmm. the amount of opportunities you're missing out on and that can even play into why you're blaming other people because maybe there is no opportunities yeah. where you are. You haven't opened those doors to go somewhere else and right. find opportunities that are available to you if they're not in your hometown. Yeah, that falls you know, right in line with what I was saying. Yeah, exactly. just get so your car and leave. It's You just have to open your mind and just leave. You know what I mean? And just see for yourself. Don't don't stay home in your little bubble and, and just... Get so by. You stay around those people who have that same mindset because that's all you're going to be surrounded around. Oh. around. If, if, if you don't want to leave, that's all you're going to hear. Of course you're going to think that. But if you leave, you hear other opinions, you see things for yourself, you experience things for yourself, you begin to open your eyes and say, fuck, man, like, those people are fucking wrong. Like, this this is, I seem, you know, you just yeah. expose yourself to new ideas and ideologies and you're like, man, like, so that, you know, that's what happened to me. You know, I thought, you know, what these people were saying was like, oh yeah, like there's no opportunity here, or stuff like that. But nah, man, like you just have to, you have to leave and just explore and just see what's out there for you. Cause there's always opportunities. There's always opportunities out there for you. Like no matter what there is. My wife's aunt, right? She's got a good degree, a great degree. You know, she fucking is the head of some fucking small organization up where she lives, tiny, tiny town. She scrapes by, like she lives in, I think a single wide trailer. You know, they don't really have nice stuff, but her degree in like a bigger city, it's like $150,000 a year. You know, it's it's six digits. But she's scraping by because she loves the place that she's living right now. Because she's been there like her whole fucking life. And she's not just going to leave. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Because she always talks about, oh, I'd love to live here or there. Mm-hmm. It's like, fucking go. Because mm-hmm. hers is kind of like ours. You know, you can just travel with it. Yeah. And she'd be making probably five times as much. Yeah. If she worked in, like, a bigger city. Yep. But she just wants to work right down the road. And she's just getting older. And I'm yep. like... Fucking move. There's the nothing holding you there. Like, yeah. Yeah, comfort will kill you, man. She doesn't even own that fucking house or whatever. We got an ad break. All right, we're back. That was a beautiful ad. I loved it. It was amazing. Almost brought a tear to my eye. Yeah. yeah, but like my, my neighbor where I live now, like I live, in a, I live in a nice neighborhood now. You know, like I lived in some shitholes and whatever, but mm-hmm. I wanted my kids to have a nice place to live and a safe place, whatever. 
But my neighbor was a, he was a black guy that was, he was an officer in the army, I believe, a major or something like that. But he may have been a lieutenant colonel even, I don't know. But we had, we had like a good, a good relationship as far as neighbors or, you know, not, not really friends and never really, you know, he had some kids and shit and whatever, but we never like hung out really. Like if we were in the, if we were in the backyard, you know, I'd go over and talk to him, whatever. But he, uh, it was like the, it was like the reverse of some, I don't know how he got where he was. I don't know if he got his degree through some sort of like affirmative action or if he came from nothing and worked his ass off, got his degree, went in the army and did his thing, you know, never came up because it wasn't a question, but I thought one day that like, like I'd heard something about white privilege on a talk show or podcast or something. And I thought, man, I got to work 700 hours of overtime a year to pay for like my kids to be here for us to have a nice place and a car to drive and whatever. And this dude's probably working 36 hours a week and living right next door to me in a house is bigger, bigger than mine, you know, like, yeah. And I, there's, I just, I don't get the, I just don't understand how you, how somebody could look at that and say that I have some sort of privilege over this dude. Like another person I listened to said that a big, was, uh, I listened, I, I tried to listen to like some black people's thoughts on it on some podcast. And she was saying that the, she was saying that like a, a big example of white privilege is that white people are assumed innocent, like by the police when we get pulled over right. and black people are assumed guilty. I think that comes down to the cop, and I think a lot of, I mean, I don't think a black cop pulls me over and assumes I'm innocent and assumes right. you're guilty. Right. Like, if we both got pulled over by the same black cop. Right. If you're in the wrong, you're in the wrong. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, it's, and, and, every, and people get pissed when you start talking about, like, these shootings and stuff, but, like, we've all talked about this together before, that a lot of it escalates from non-compliance. Right. You start fucking with the police, I mean... This is somebody that's gone to school for six or twelve weeks. Eighteen-year-old kid to carry a gun around a fucking SUV full of guns. Right. And you also got to look at look at it from the cops' point of view. Like they get put on routes. So, say a patrol officer gets the hood, and that's his only route is to patrol that hood. Right. And he's just patrolling every night. When he stops people. You know, that particular, like Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, I don't care what city, what state, nothing. Like, they're always pretty ran down, right? Yeah. So, let's just say the majority of this particular hood is 90% black. How is he going to pull you over and not be like, okay, it's a black person. If he's in a majority black and he's been in that same, like... Right. Having the same route right. every day for fucking six years, and he's came across like two white people. Of course, the black people are going to get stopped more because, let's say, ninety-five percent whiter are in that hood. Right now, he's going to come across white people all the time. So right. as soon as he comes up to a black person, he's going to be like, "You good, man? Right. You're not from around here." It could be you a know? black cop. Yeah, it could be a black cop. It could be a white cop. Whatever. Asian. But regardless, these people claim that like, oh, they're stopping me because I'm black. And I watched this police officer do, like, with the video camera. He's like, all right, I want you to tell me who's in that car. As he was running radar. Mm-hmm. And they were like, I don't know. He's like, I don't either. 75. Who's in that car? I don't know. 68. Who's in like, he's like, you can't right. tell what, even male or female or anything, if they're doing 70 miles an hour or 40 miles an hour or whatever. And then now we got all that nice ass tent you know yeah for our cars you really can't tell who's behind the wheel like, yeah well, I, just, I think it's ignorant to be like oh they stopped me because i'm black because that cop put it to rest he's like stop people on the on this interstate all the time and they always claim it's oh well it's because i'm black or it's because i'm mexican or you know whatever and he's like i can't tell who you are i could tell you were speeding yeah that's why you got stopped, you know. And it, even if you are in the wrong, like you said, old Millie, as long as you comply with the shit, yeah. it ain't gonna go south. Like it might start to at first if you're like, oh no, I wasn't reaching for anything. Right. Like, you know, say you had to get your license or whatever, and you reach too quickly. Yeah. And they put right. their hand on the gun. 
and you go, oh, like yeah, that's happened to me. I mean, like yeah, I you know that's happened, but. And you're just like, oh, sorry, I was reaching for my license. Can I get my license? Yeah. And there's this awesome dude. He's a black dude on TikTok who does, like, defensive shooting training and all that stuff. And he teaches, like... You're not talking about Detroit survival training, are you? No. Okay. Not, not that. It, that dude's not awesome. No, no. <laughs> kind this, of gets you fucking killed. It's awesome. I think his name is Instructor Mike or something like that. But he does, like, uh, training for the police. He does training for military and civilians for like their homes and stuff and he gets stopped all the time but he teaches you how to like survive this situation yeah and he's a firearms instructor he's got big ass letters seen this guy. across his chest yeah if you've been on tiktok you've probably seen this dude just because he's everywhere and he's fucking awesome but he's like you know let me get my stuff and make sure look at my hands i'm flying blah 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 and his traffic stop is over in like a minute. Yeah. Because yeah. I just check him out. Hey, man, make sure you get that taillight fixed. He's like, I knew. I knew as soon uh, I, as soon as you turned around. I knew it was my, you know, my headlight or whatever. Yeah. And then that was it. And he's like, you see that? It's not that hard to just talk to them, yeah. you know? I think yeah. people, like, look for it. Like, they look for that drama. Yeah, they pull, like, they pull their phone out as soon as yeah, the yeah. cop pulls them over, or they, they cut they cut the first end of the yeah, video yeah. off where all you hear is the cop, like, arguing back, and they're like, look, look how this motherfucker's yeah, talking to me. Like, because yeah. it's, like, a rational person, right, really, like, a rational person, you get pulled over, and, like, all right, like, let's see what he has to say, right? You talk to the cop, see what you did wrong. If you don't agree, you can... You can challenge that, but if he says no, this is it. All right, whatever, take it to court. Yeah, but it's it. like, but it's like people really think like doing that, doing extra, like yeah. recording it and yelling at the cop, and you know, I'm black or I'm, call I'm, him I'm Hispanic or whatever, you know, just yeah, call him out his name. It's it's and all unnecessary, man. If it's you really try to fight in the street nine times out of ten, you're gonna no. lose. Yeah, you're gonna lose that fight. Like, yeah, you're gonna I said that for a long time. Cops are gonna win one way or the other. I mean, they're either gonna bring more cops, right? They're they, gonna shoot you, something. When they Miranda, Miranda, Mirandize, Mirandize you, and read you your Miranda rights, like you're sitting there accepting the terms of anything you say or do yeah. can be and will be held against you in a court of law. Like yeah. you're not gonna be able to talk. It's like Tom Segura said, man. You're gonna do twenty five to life. Yeah. You know because. You're not gonna win it there. That's right. not your battleground. That's theirs, essentially. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. they gotta get shot at all the time to make thirty-five grand a year. Yeah. But for us, I mean, it's like fight it in court. Yeah. If he's dead wrong, he's dead wrong. But see, let's see. Get yourself a dash cam. That's what my rational thinks, though. Like the way a rational person thinks is like you realize that. Like no matter what color you are, you realize that you can't beat them on their turf. Yeah. Ever. What are you going to do? There's no way. The only way you win is you shoot a cop and drive away. Is that how you win? Yeah. You know, like you, you're fucked then. Yeah. Or you run your mouth, you get mazed, you get your window broken, whatever. Maybe. Maybe you go to court and you get your charges dropped or you get you can file a lawsuit, whatever, and maybe get something. A lot, of, a lot of that shit, a lot of that shit they do, as fucked up as it seems, they're within their bounds to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, if you won't roll your window down, they can break your fucking window. It usually is going to escalate. Yeah. If yeah. you don't want to roll it, it's going to escalate. Right. You know what I mean? You're, you're more than likely not going to win that fight. Right. You're definitely not going to win it right then. Right. And shot is shot. You fucking shot, you're shot. Yeah. And there ain't fucking... I just, I just don't... There's just no... The whole privilege side of it, I think, is just a fucking backwards way of thinking. Yeah. I think if you play that victim mentality... I mean... There were there have been slaves of all races, colors, creeds, nationalities throughout history. Yeah. So to say that if you're st- I think if you're still holding this might come across wrong, but I think if you're still holding on to that from so many years ago. Yeah. You're just you're just po- fucking poisoning yourself. Right. And you're gonna pass it down. You to can your be a, kids. Yeah. It's it's good to to educate yourself about it. Yeah. But to hold on to it and use it as a weapon as a scapegoat. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like. Understand it, right? Yeah, and just do better. Right. That's the, honestly, that's the only way I can really put it. Like, I know, I know what the race went through, what my race went through, and everything. But it's like, 
all right, cool. Now I'm going to do better, provide for my kids when I have right. them someday and just educate them on it. But you just want to keep improving. You don't want to hold on to that. So it's just toxic. It's not good. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's and just then, it's bad energy. And I think if you're out in the street doing crazy shit, you should be ready to accept the consequence of what that brings. Right. I mean. And so I'm Scottish and Native American. Yeah. Like my grandmother or whatever was like full fucking feathers and everything right but i don't hold it against like me you <laughs> and go man i had to go through the trail of tears like right my people were slaughtered no i go and i visit grave sites and shit like that and it's awesome to connect back to like and stu- studying my history and everything like the history that pertains to me specifically but I don't look for fucking reparate. I could <clears throat> apply for college for free because they did that like Native American yeah, you get all kinds education of benefits, benefits yeah. and all that stuff. But I'm not doing that because I, I don't feel like I deserve anything. But people throw that blanket statement on there going, oh, white people. Yeah. A lot of these motherfuckers came from like Scotland, Ireland. Like yeah. you go to New York, most of those motherfuckers are Italian or Irish. Yeah. Like. Yeah. A huge population immigrated from Ireland and shit. Yeah, but I mean, Not you could. From Europe. You, if you go back far enough, everybody's people have been enslaved at some point. Yeah. I mean, like, back to fucking as far as you need to go. Yeah. The Scots are still enslaved by the Queen. That's true. They, they try to fucking break away from that yearly. That's and they my go, people. Uh, yeah. You get my bagpipe out and let somebody blow on it, but. No, it's just, it, that's what I mean. You go far enough back, you don't even gotta go that far some places. You don't, even, maybe not even far enough back, you go far enough across the water. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. it's right there still. Yeah. People well, are still just like fucking held down. I mean, and in Japan like, and China, they're still slaves. Like, right. It, right. It's a normal thing. And Children and, slaves. And, and even if like you don't that. look at it like slavery, there's still people that are just being oppressed and beat down. You know, yeah. like the whole situation with the Palestinians and stuff like that. I mean, like the Gaza Strip and all that shit. You know, it's just a fucking fucked up situation just because of who your people are yeah. or yeah. were or whatever. It's just fucking. I mean, there's. I don't feel like I don't feel like I have an upper hand. No. On on black people in America, I don't. Yeah. And and then maybe fucked up my little stupid white brain can't process it, but that's how I feel about it. And I don't feel like so the way Germans go about it. I feel is the wrong way trying to destroy that part of their history. Oh yeah, pretend it didn't happen. Pretend it didn't happen, and then if you even say like Holocaust or Hitler or something like that, you'll get thrown in fucking jail in Germany. Yeah. But so I don't agree with that way of doing it. I think we should study. I think we should study all of our history. Yeah. From like all the presidents and shit. I, I read a statistic. It was like on average. Americans can list like 3% of the presidents that yeah. we've ever had, you know, but they can go off on all these tangents about how bad this country's been and everything. Yeah. Every empire was built on blood. Right. Every single empire. There's not a single empire out there that wasn't built on blood. And those fucking pyramids, other than the lizard people building them, <laughs> that were built on the backs of slaves. Well, there's anything, actually a theory they were well paid. The people that built the pyramids. There's a new theory now that they were actually like well-paid uh, architects and stuff like that. Oh, really? Yeah, we need to look into that a little more later, probably. Yeah, but, but just so you know, I don't know. I think if anybody should hold hostility, it could be the Israelis, like the fucking Jewish people, because yeah. they've been enslaved and then they got out of it and they're like, yeah. And then Hitler came along yeah. and was like, nah, bitch, fuck that shit, gotcha, bitch. Yeah, I persecuted um, at every turn. Yeah, and then even today. The fucking Taliban and shit were trying to kill them. They're like, we gotta get them motherfuckers. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're not actively hunting anybody. Right. But the fucking Iraqis and shit are like polar bears. Yeah. Hunting down these fucking Israelites and shit. And I don't know. I feel like we should learn about all of our history. Yeah, absolutely. We shouldn't ignore it. Shouldn't be. You know, we obviously don't embrace the same ideology they did have back in the day but people want to act like it's still back in the day it's like motherfucker we just like before Trump had a president run for two terms who was black right and he didn't fix it 
Yeah, but it doesn't matter like what the skin color is, because Biden's in there right now. That motherfucker's white as shit, and he is fucking this country yeah, in half. Yeah. yeah. So it yeah, doesn't matter. Find all kinds like, of crazy if you're shit. An idiot, said, you're a fucking idiot, regardless. Right. right. And nobody has a certain amount of privilege. If anything, I would say black people have more of a privilege because look at the acceptance rate into, into college. Yeah. Look at the fucking student debt loans. There's an advantage. Like, There's an advantage there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There is an advantage. And I think that like a lot of people forget that and it sounds might sound controversial, but I think a lot of people forget that like white Republicans ended slavery. Yeah. It wasn't like the slaves revolted and took their freedom. Yeah. I mean I'm not saying they were happy where they were at all. But they didn't like revolt and start a revolution and, you know, kill all the slave I mean if you look at the there was one slave master for a couple hundred slaves. Yeah. I mean, it seems like it would have been pretty easy to just roll up in the house and be like, we're out. Yeah. All right, we're done. So. And they say, like, one of the hardest uh, slave owners of all time was a black man in, like, South Carolina or whatever. Yeah. Because his guy, like, his master or whatever gave him his freedom. I was like, all right, man, you know, you're free. And. He had paid him very well, like, so he could help him out instead of just being like, get out of here. Mm -hmm. Good luck. You know, he had paid him good and everything. And then the first thing he did after getting his plantation was start buying up slaves. And yeah. they were like, but you need to chill out because he was beating the living fuck out of these people. Can't do it by itself. And they were just like, hey, uh, I should probably tone it down just a little bit, you know? Yeah. That was just how things operated back then. It was fucked up. But we shouldn't feel guilty about it because I had no. It's kind of like whenever you're watching football and you're yelling at the screen for your team to yeah. go on the other side. Hey man, go around that dude or throw the ball. He's wide open. They can't hear you. Right. That's the same thing as looking in a history book and going, "Hey, don't do that. That shit's <laughs> fucked up. Like, yeah. It ain't gonna change. What happened? Happened. You know. That's a, that's a funny, from not funny really, but kind of funny to me that the story about the black slave owner, you know, like when the good old boys come around like, what's going on out here? He just jumps in with a shovel too. I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know where he is. That guy, he, he's over there somewhere, you know, they're like, who's in charge here? He's over there. It's like, all right, we're going to have to run as soon as these dudes turn around, you know, like yeah. they're looking for the master. Uh, but uh, it's just a thought I had. But anyhow, yeah. I think people need to like really step back and look at what's going on. Form your own opinion, bro. Don't, don't go off other people's opinions, man. Mm -hmm. You gotta really just go in it for yourself and then make your own opinion. You know what I mean? Don't. And I, I feel like people are just blindly, blindly just following. Yeah. They don't think. Just stop and think. You know what I mean? Like, what's really going on? Right. Because I don't. I don't look around and see a bunch of examples of. Of black people being held back right now, right, or held you down. I mean, like you know, even, just change your environment too. Get in the car and leave, uh, right? Yeah, change your environment. That's like the best. I think that's the the most cost effective way to do it. Yeah, is just change your environment. You can pay like forty bucks and jump on a greyhound all the way to California. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, like it doesn't take much. You can mow one yard and make up the cash you need to get. You fucking pick up beer the cans. Other side of the country. Yeah. yeah. But I'm just saying. Yeah. Like, I mean anything. You know. But people Cut one person's grass and you got enough money to make it to the other side of the country. Yeah. But it, these people, like, people are lazy, though. They don't want to put in the work. They want right. to put in the effort. They just want to blame. Yeah, I think there's a lot of that passed down from the generation before them, you know, yeah. telling them. Yeah. The white man is going to hold you down. Yeah. Well, because in the Jim Crow era, like, I was talking to y'all about CJ, who's my yeah. Vietnam veteran buddy who's black. And I love that dude. Like, we spent all the time together. And I was telling you guys that. If anybody should have disdain for somebody, it's that guy. Because he grew up through the Jim Crow era. Right. All that shit. Had to actually face oppression. Like, couldn't go to the same schools. Couldn't use the same bathroom. None yeah. of that. And he doesn't give a fuck. Because that was back then, you know? Yeah. He didn't pass it down to his son. Because he had he has one son. who's a piece of shit. But, uh... He had one son, and he didn't tell him, like, oh, white people hate you, blah, 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 blah. Mm. Even though he could have, because that's how it was when CJ was growing up. Right. But that dude didn't pass down any of that shit, you know? Yeah, I definitely think people need to stop doing that to their kids. 
Yeah, and kids are so impressionable. Yeah. Like, yeah, but we're not teaching them to work hard. You're not teaching them to be proud of anything. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're telling them to be proud of their heritage on one hand. And then on the other hand, you're saying, like, be proud. I mean, you're telling them to be proud of their heritage or be proud of who they are. But what if you're a piece of shit telling your kids that the whole world's going to hold you down, you don't have a job. Right. And you're not doing anything with your life and you're not home at night. You're out fucking doing whatever. Then who are they looking up to? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, where, what is there to be proud of? Gangs. Yeah. Black, whites, Hispanics, Chinese, they get into gangs because it's people to look up to. Right. Like, somebody oh, there for you. Sense of brotherhood or yeah. whatever. Or family, for, yeah. Or family, yeah. yeah. All these did. people want to hang out with me. They also have shit tons of money. Yeah. They're driving nice cars. Right. Meanwhile, like, you know, you could have a dad like I, I had and be like, looking at that, that gang lifestyle and be like, man. That fast money. They're, they're there for... They're there but, for each other, you know? Yeah. So, Not for long, but they're there now. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I just... The victim mentality is... Just got to pull a fucking cancers. bootstrap. Just go to work. Yeah. That's it. That's the right. answer, man. All right, well, I think that's going to... We're going to not push it any further, really. We've got a little, little bit later start than I think we wanted to, but... Anyhow, uh, Millie, as a guest, you got any closing thoughts, man? Uh, take control, man. Take control of your life. Um, just start good habits, and just think for yourself, and uh, just be positive, man. Don't 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 follow the crowd. Just yeah, but it's good stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, that's gonna be it from us here at the Greasy Knuckles Podcast. And remember, if you're gonna get greasy, do it with privilege. That's right. Here at the Greasy Knuckles Podcast, we do love everybody at the end of the day. We might be dickheads, we might be shitbags, but we love everybody. So, if you or a loved one or anything is having thoughts of suicide or going through addiction, anything, and you're a veteran, uh, please, please reach out. It's 1-800-273-8255 and then press 1. Uh, that's the Veterans Crisis Hotline. Or you can go to the veteranscrisisline.net, all one word, or text 838-255, or call the VA, or call the Greasy Knuckles. Do something. Help yourself. Do something and reach out, man, because 22 a day is 22 too many. That's a tongue twister. Stay greasy. See ya. It's like a hot dog flying through the air.